Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. A great man and a well-respected individual in our space once told me that creativity is the key to success. Actually, I had a few people tell me this before, and for the longest time, I didn't really understand what that meant. In today's episode of the Trading Coach Podcast, we're going to dig into that concept, and hopefully, by the end, you'll know exactly what I'm referring to. That's a way to, looks like risk war still wouldn't have worked, but it's, it's a creative idea, and that's the, you know, trading, believe it or not, it, it is about being creative, right? You, you have to have a creative mind. Um, it's funny, you, you ask all of the, and I, I never thought of this until I, I started talking to Dr. Brett Steenbarger about creativity like because usually you think the exact opposite right when we first go into trading we, we we typically think we have to do exactly what everyone else is doing right would you guys agree with that when we first get into trading is your mindset kind of hey i'm going to follow someone that has done it and i'm just going to do it the exact same way right we had this conversation i, I talked about a little bit on, mon- on monday about a trader who was reading one good trade by mike bellafiore and said hey Mike talks about his his traders having a one to five risk reward with a 60 percent win percentage. And, you know, I got to find a strategy like that. And I'm like, no, you don't like that's great. Don't get me wrong. But wouldn't it be good to have a 60 percent win percentage with a one to four? Like, is that allowable? One to three or a one to five with a 50 percent? win? Like, yeah, like what we have to do as traders is we have to be creative. Right. And it doesn't matter if you are a. Uh, a, a price action trader who is reading a price chart, or if you're a, a systems trader developing indicators, you have to be creative. And I say this all the time for you indicator people, right? The default settings of your indicator, is that typically the best settings to use? When you load up an RSI or stochastics or a MACD or an ADX, should you just go with, with the default? No, it's typically not. Is typically not, but we have the exact opposite mindset, right? And and I say we, maybe it's just me, but in my experience, I, I think a lot of traders are like this. We're all very similar. When we first load up an indicator, we assume the default is the best because it's the default, right? Why wouldn't it be the best? It is, it is whoever programmed this indicator decided that this is going to be the default because this is the optimal way to use it. Isn't that what we assume? Someone, someone did all the work for us. <laughs> someone did all the work for us and found the optimal setting for this indicator and programmed it for us so we don't have to do the work. False. You have to be creative. You have to play around with the settings. You have to play around with the usage of the indicator. Again, most indicators, people are probably using them the wrong way or they're not experimenting with alternate ways to use them. But you have to be creative. You you have to have the ability to look at your chart and be like, huh, what if I tweaked it? It looks a little slow there. What if I sped it up a little bit? How How would that affect this? Huh, look at that. 
Well, what if instead of using, what if instead of using the RSI for, we talk about this one a lot, what if instead of using the RSI to sell every time it goes overbought, every time it crosses that line at the top and buy every time it crosses that line at the bottom, right? The, the reversal strategy index, that's what I, I used to think it was called. I used to think it was called the reversal strategy because you just, you know, you buy when it gets above 70 and, or you sell when it gets above 70, you buy when it gets below 30. Right? What if instead of that, what if I turn the RSI into a breakout strategy? What do you mean? Well, what if every time that RSI broke 70, I buy? What if every time it broke 30, I sold? Right? Because it if this strategy, if this indicator measures strength, and the higher it goes, the more strength the market has. Wouldn't that be a positive? Hmm. So, right, you got to be creative with these things. And same thing with price action, right? Putting together, you know, combinations like, hey, inside bars. Well, am I just going to trade every inside bar break? Well, no, right? You probably don't want to trade every inside bar break, but maybe you have a bias. Maybe, hey, maybe the placement of the inside bar, right? Is it in the upper third of the mother candle? Is it in the bottom half of the mother candle? Is it at structure? You know, Orsi experimenting with the fakie, like, hey, I wait for an inside bar break at structure, but then once it fakes it out and goes the other way, that's when I enter, right? That's being creative. That's being creative. You're, 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 you're taking the same concept and you're using it in a different way. And as traders, we want to be different. And do you know why we want to be different? Because 90 plus percent of traders fail. So just by those numbers alone, we don't want to be like everyone else. So if we are different, that is typically a positive thing. That's why if you ever, if you ever, we, we spoke to this guy during one of the live streams the other day who was talking about, he felt nervous because he was sharing ideas, um, I think on the internet or on the forum and people were like bashing his ideas and he'd feel bad and lose confidence. That's why like if I share an idea and every once in a while I share an idea on TradingView, right? Um, or according to that guy a few weeks ago, I, I, I share every idea on TradingView, right? Um, if I share an idea on TradingView and someone comes down and bashes it, I get a nice little smile on my face. Nice little, nice little joker smile on my face saying, yes, I'm on the right side of the market because three people just said they're looking the other way. Mm, perfect. Perfect. I double down on my position though. <laughs> each, each negative comment, I, I, I add a little bit, bit more position size. <laughs> I go through comments at the end of the night and okay, add another lot, another lot, another lot, yes. <laughs> Keep them coming. <laughs> Seriously, don't do that. No, that's a very reckless way of money management. We talked about money management being 80% of the battle. Do not do that. But seriously, yeah. So you got you to be creative. You know, same thing. Yeah, Orsi just mentioned, um, George said he was thinking about another, another example from Monday's Q&A, using multiple indicators for targets, having an EMA cross and um, the parabolic SAR dot swap could be a good sign to take targets off. Um, yeah, so here's the thing, right? The Parabog SAR is a perfect example. Um, if you guys are not familiar with the Parabog SAR, it's like a, it's a trailing indicator, little dots or dashes that trails price action. Like when, when it's kind of like a moving average, when it's below, you should be like buying when it switches in on top, selling, right? The Parabog SAR is typically looked at as a, it's not typically you look at that as a trail, right? You can use it as a trail. You can use it as an entry right? It, it, you can be very creative with how you use it, right? That could be an entry signal like, instead of just a trail, 
right? It could be a trail instead of just an entry signal, right? Many different ways you can use it. Bobby says, great Q&A, by the way. Caught the recording last night. Yeah. If you guys get a chance, it was, it was, it was a good one. It was a, we spoke about, we, we, we kind of combined it with Jason's question. There's too many Jasons here. Jason's question about um, kind of risk management and money management. And we, we talked about Target taking, taking targets at multiple positions, but not in your typical like, hey, target one here, target two there, but rather, you know, different methods. So for an example, maybe using, having a set target, like you're, you're I always believe in having a set target unless you're trading like a, an indice or something that you, the trend is your friend and you're trying to trail forever, right? I, I don't, Forex market, I don't really recommend that, but having kind of like an ultimate target, meaning like best case scenario, here's where I, I expect price to go, having an ultimate hard target, but also having an active profit reducer as well, or profit taker, meaning that if an indicator does this, then I take a partial off. Or if I get this type of candlestick formation, then I take a partial off. And that way you're kind of getting the best of both worlds. And there's always a sacrifice to it, don't get me wrong, but you're kind of getting the best of both worlds because Ideally, you're taking profit off at the first sign of danger. So you're never in a situation where you'll, you know, unless the trade goes right against you or never gives you that signal, you're not in a situation where price goes like three-fourths of the way to your profit and it stops you out for break-even or for a loss. So you take something off. Worst case scenario, you make a little bit of money, hopefully. But then you still have a little bit left on just in case you do get that big move. Um and it's something I, I never thought about in my trading as far as I, I do multiple target taking, obviously, but I never thought about it as far as using active trail management as an active profit taker as well and combining it that way. Um, just because I, I don't personally I don't personally use any active trade management that way as far as like profit taking. I, I kind of I have my target levels and I, you know, I trail but and I wait till either price hits my target or I, I get trailed out on stops. But I have experimented with it a lot during strategy development where I'm using stuff like a stochastics cross um, to exit a trade or uh, um, I never use a specific candlestick formation, but like um, like a parabolic SAR, for example, or you can use a moving average cross. We, we had a bunch of examples, but yeah, if you get a chance to watch it, go ahead. It's from this past Monday. So uh, September, what's that? 26, was that Monday, two days ago, 26? Just Q&A archives if you just search active trade management or, or active profit taking, um, it'll come up. Hope this episode inspired you to be creative, inspired you to think outside the box and really follow your own path and not get sucked into what everyone else is telling you what to do. Speaking of which, that's exactly what we did when we started our company, Tier 1 Trading, right? We decided to break off from the norm and do something that no one else in the industry was doing, and we took risk. And the result of that risk was, well, Forbes Magazine saying that we are one of the greatest innovators in trading education out there, and that's pretty cool. If you want to see why, head over to www.tier1trading.com. Check out what we have available on the site. I recommend the free workshops. I recommend the risk-free trial membership, and let me know what you think.